Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. If storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now, it's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like... <laughs> Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another episode of the Big Belt Wrestling Podcast. It's two chains along with Silly Sellers and Jamal at Giant Crab. You know... I always realize I introduce you at Jamal at Giant Crack. And the reason why I do that is because Jamal is part of, he is BGB, but also he does his own thing uh, with his um, movie reviews and so on. So make sure you pay homage to the work he does there. So visit him um, at his Twitter page at Giant Crab. Also, you can visit, um, see all his movie reviews. And I mean, when I say reviews, you're not getting them like the week that the movies come out. You're getting them up to a week, up to a month ahead. So keep 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 ahead of the curve to see what's coming out, what's worth watching, what, what is worth spending your dollars on as far as uh, movies that's coming out. Especially with the summertime with so many big catchy names coming out, but are they really worth seeing? So with that being said, Jamal, um, again, state your website and uh, what what is worth seeing this week? Uh, you can find my movie reviews at the radical, uh, radical.com. But uh, what's coming up to this weekend? Um, the Mummy, the Mummy with uh, Tom Cruise and Russell Crowe. And basically, Universal is trying to do all of their old monster movies in one, uh, you know. Uh, Expanded universe. So it's the mummy this year Frankenstein's coming um, Wolfman the invisible man uh, Dracula they're all going to be in one thing because Sure, I guess um, Surely it's an answer to um, uh, Warner Brothers uh, monsters with King Kong and Godzilla and They're going to be in their own thing. So Universal wants to get a piece of that universe money as far as this movie, it's not the best start. It's an okay zombie movie, honestly. But are, are you seeing this movie knowing that the other guys are coming next going, yeah, give me more? Well, really not. Um, Tom Cruise is, is pretty good as usual. That he's, He runs a lot, as he typically does. <laughs> um. But you know, it, it, it's it's not bad. It's just not great. I and that's I saw, the, uh, I saw a quick review, and the headline that pulled me in because I usually don't even pay attention to other people's reviews unless they're friends of mine. Um, it said maybe Tom Cruise's worst movie ever, and I was like, "There's no way." No, no, <laughs> no. I was like, "There's no way." No, it's definitely not his worst movie ever, but. It's not, it's not the best. I mean, it is a mixture of like Resident Evil and Mission Impossible. That's a part of the problem because that's not what we need from the Mummy. Yeah. Um, and then, unfortunately, who? 
Sophia Butella. Who? The girl who was, I guess, the zombie mummy thingy. Oh, um, meh. Uh, you, you don't. That's part of the problem is that we've seen it all before, and it's not that like, like they're not doing anything differently. They're not doing anything where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, this is how they're going to set themselves apart. Story is pretty typical. It is not a reboot of the the nineteen ninety nine Brendan Fraser series, but it is kind of like they're going to go in their own. Uh, they're going they're going to go their own way with this whole dark universe thing. It's just that I have they're not doing anything that I haven't seen before. And if you've seen the original Mummy, it's a similar story, obviously, but it just is a big ball of okay when it really needs to be better. Really, really recently better. Um, as far as Tom Cruise's worst movie, I would say that Night and Day was horrendous. Oh, terrible. Um, Oblivion was pretty bad. Yeah, it was. I like, uh, and, I like The Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow was fine. Um, yeah, and everything else is pretty average, but yeah. Yeah, woof. Oblivion was pretty rough. So it's okay. It's it's worth seeing, but I wouldn't spend. I wouldn't go tonight and see it. I would see it tomorrow morning in a matinee price. Okay. It's worth about. It's worth about seven bucks. Um. Anything? Any other? Hold on. I'm trying to look right now. What's coming up? Uh, uh, one other thing. Mommy, that's Wonder Cap, Captain Underpants. Any of any of that? My cousin Rachel. That seems to be. A if you, if you like, if you like Captain Underpants, the book, the movie is. Um. It's true, but you know your, your kids will like it. Um, uh, my cousin Rachel, I did not see, um, but that opens this weekend. Um, there's this Chinese movie called God of War. No, it is not anything close to um, the uh, gaming franchise of the same name. But um, basically, Chinese soldiers try to protect um, this town from Japanese pirates. And all hell breaks loose. So that was actually very good. It's a limited theater, so you're gonna have to search for it. But that was very good. That what came about out last uh, weekend. what about Megan Levy? And it comes tonight. Uh, Megan Levy is about a um, ex-marine who was um, she had a canine unit in Iraq. Yep. Uh, the dog uh, who was retired was um, you know just gonna be retired and put down. Because the dog has PTSD as well. Well, Megan Levy, who saw this dog, worked with this dog, this dog saved her life, uh, Rex was his name, um, is owned by the Marine Corps. So unfortunately, if you know, if the dog wasn't up for adoption, the Marines didn't care, and they were just going to put him down, and Megan uh, decided to say that, you know what, nah, uh, Rex needs to come home because he's, he should be as deserving as any other a veteran, and, and Rex did work. So the movie was actually pretty good. Um, I, f I forgot about that one because I saw it like a month ago. But uh, the movie is actually pretty good, and we saw and we see Megan and her, um, you know, how she's making it through her time in the army or the Marines, rather. You know, it wasn't easy. Her life really wasn't that great beforehand, and it's, you know, she didn't have much in her life going on, and she creates a bond with this dog who was just, honestly, kind of like her. Kind of rough around the edges, 
not really much going on, and that's um, they meet, you know, bond, and then next thing you know, her time is over, and Rex's time is too. So, um, pretty good stuff. I would say that's actually worth seeing. Um, it comes at night. Um, is your typical horror movie. Uh, I didn't see it, but a friend of mine that did say it was eh, um, pretty pretty basic. So at this time, Jamal, going in mid-June, would you say Get Out is still probably your best movie of the year so far? Um, and would you say Wonder Woman is a close second? I, I, I did not say anything about Wonder Woman because I did not see it because <laughs> I don't care. Boycott okay. Woman. Uh, um, here's Superhero 2017. Uh, yeah, I, re I refuse to see Wonder Woman. But, um, yeah, no, Get Out is probably the best American movie that I've seen this year. I would have to say maybe maybe Buhaba Lee, too, uh, an Indian movie, is probably my favorite movie of the year I, so far. I have to see that as you keep bringing it out. Yep. It was uh, available. I think it was available on my flight. <laughs> One of my flights, but time difference is killing me. But okay. Uh, by um, the way, too, the, the mayor, um, South Korean movie. That's actually that's number one for me. That's the number one movie for me this year. Who? By the way, uh, the, the mayor. Uh, yeah. Go, go ahead. Yeah, the mayor, South Korean movie. That's the one you need to see. Um, but I've also seen um, just so that I don't forget, Pirates of the Caribbean is trash. Uh, John Cena in the Wall. Don't agree. Pi I know I that I didn't. Um, I know that I didn't talk about it too often, but uh, that was actually pretty good. Uh, he wasn't, you know, was was okay, but that was a pretty good movie. Um, definitely worth checking out. Uh, the Big Sick um, is about this uh, comedian who meets his wife, or whatever. And eh, it was okay. Uh, the Mummy was uh, was all right. Baby Driver is is kind of a big deal. What? Um, what do you mean? Baby, baby driver. It's about this kid who was. No, I know what it is. Why, why is it a big deal? Uh, because Kevin Spacey, John Hamm, Jamie Fox, um, Edgar Wright directs it. That's a big deal for a lot of people. Okay. Not for me though, and I don't. I all of those actors did fine. It's a well acted movie. The problem that I have is it's a musical. Shut up. Uh, now we got to so, talk. About, we got to talk about wrestling. <laughs> we got no, 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 no. So, yeah, I mean, you so thought we see it, the sound of music either, dude. I wanted to see that movie too, and that just couldn't. But no, <laughs> no. Okay, so, so here's the deal. Here, here's the deal. It's it's a musical. They don't sing. You don't have Kevin Spacey singing for two hours. Yeah. But this part of the plot is uh, the baby. His name is Baby, and he is a driver for like Kevin Spacey. He was a shady like hitman type dude. Um. For for plot related reasons, he literally times his motions out to the beat of whatever song he's playing. Oh, so all right. of his actions are in step with with whatever the music is. So if you like that fact of like Guardians of the Galaxy, where something would happen and then they would play an appropriate song to that, which I find very annoying, uh, it is um, literally a driving point of the movie. People will like it. It's going to be a big deal at AwesomeCon next weekend. Um, it's it's getting a lot of uh, press around the uh, circuits and stuff. But I don't like music over um, shadowing a movie. Unless it's a musical, then this one is a musical. But 
but yeah, that's that's about it until like the big stuff comes out. Transformers, end of the month, boo. Um, but there's some stuff around the world that's very interesting that's coming out too. Cool. Um, just to go ahead and throw a plug in real quick, um, I did a review over with uh, the, my friends over at Three Black Geeks for. Well, I'm gonna get so tongue tied. I did a review uh, over with my friends over at Three Black, the Three Black Geeks for Wonder Woman. So um, when episode, which should probably be uploaded by now, definitely step over to their Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram website all that at three black geeks to check out um myself talking wonder woman for about an hour or some change so um do that anyway let's get into some wrestling uh it's been a while uh we took a vacation last week i uh, decided to go to um an island and get stranded for about a week which was absolutely amazing in hawaii so shout out to that you were um, stuck on satin island for a week no, I'm st- stranded on an island in Hawaii. Or, or Jamaica oh. Wings? Oh, never mind. No. Okay. Yeah, um, Long Island. While the rest of the crew uh, tend to their other hobbies, finishing up some work and just resting. So just a week away. But um, I know you guys missed us, but we're back. And um, a lot to talk about. A lot to maybe ramble about. Whatever. So we'll try to cover up and uh, get back into the flow of things after a little bit of rest time. But I believe maybe the biggest topic right now is still Jinder Mahal being the WWE Championship. WWE Champion, which I'm all for. Sounds like City Stiles is all for. And I know Jamal is all for. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not all for the fact that this is the biggest story today. No, no, not today. Not today. Just, just for the last two weeks of uh, wrestling that we haven't um, covered. Um, it happened. That's the big thing. Because, um, you know, everybody was always like, he wasn't a big enough name and uh, all the steroid allegations that follow him, blah, blah, blah. But the other day he pulled the trigger. SmackDown okay. solidifying their name as the land of opportunity, and it continues to show wonders, giving a guy such as Jinder Mahal the WWE Championship. It is in their history books. Who cares of all the past legends and stuff? Who hasn't? But right now, currently, we're in another era of wrestling, um, and it is what it is. Of course, there's wrestling, and everybody can find something to complain about, and everybody has their opinion, which is fine, but this is happening. Jinder Mahal is the champion. Let that soak in for a little bit. But the question is right now that I'm going to throw around to the table is, well, how long do we expect for this to happen? First of all, and I know Jamal can have something to to say to this as well, too. Basically created history by being the first wrestling uh, promotion to do a live show in India. Is that correct? I can't hear you. No, that's 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 wrong. That's dead wrong. What is it then? Um, well, TNA uh, Global Force had had been doing shows in India for a while, and then Jeff Jarrett, before Global Force, had a um, brought a bunch of TNA guys to India in like 2010. Okay. Um, for promotion, there was also another like. 
local promotion um, that aired on, uh, I want to say, Star Sports in India. Um, that didn't go too well. Um, so, yeah, they've been – pro wrestling in India has definitely has a history, and this isn't – this is an untapped market as far as the West is concerned. Basically, you know, TNA and WWE trying to Chris Columbus the situation. But the longest short of it is, is that you know, they there's a large um, untapped financial market in India. It's a billion right. of them, and they right. all have TVs. Yep. So some of their highest social media interactions in WWE come from India. Um, number one, they speak English. Uh, number two, it's a billion of them. So <laughs> it's definitely a, a good enough reason to to have them uh, make some inroads there. As far as who can do it first, well, they've tried it before. Sanjay Dutt has been going back and forth to India for like the last 15 years trying to, trying, trying to get some wrestling off the ground over there. So it'd be interesting to see how well each side does, but... Uh, as far as you know, starting their series, I don't know. Yeah, so um, fact of the matter is, just to get back on top of yes, you're right. I uh, I was just wrong checking my source, but I was just looking at that ad. Um, looking at that. You, you thought you now? No, no, no. I was looking at where I was reading this at. Rock uh, source they put that thought together. Nonetheless, Jinder is the champion now, and um, I like it. I like I like everything that he's done as a person to get back to this point, and he's the champion. I mean, we talked about it a, a lot um, two weeks ago on our last show, and you know, people didn't think he was going to be the champion. He is, but I guess the expectation is now is how long? How long does this play out? The Indian market, as you said, is untapped potential. There's nothing better than your um, than your champion being able to pretty much man that tour. Right. So, you know, WWE is a business all about making money. And they seem to be putting the pieces together to 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 draw in some more revenue. Lord knows they need it with their ratings being terrible over the last few weeks. And as Jamal uh, and I talked about offline, you know, they're, they're getting ready to have a show on the 4th of July. And we, we, we've known for history. Um, um, shows on holidays do absolutely horrible. So, you know, in, a, in an attempt to... Go ahead. Rough go of it recently. Uh, the ratings for Raw are in the toilet. Um, yes. even, if, even if they thought that they were doing well, compared to what they were doing a year ago, they're still down 20%. Uh, it's you know it's kind of rough. With that said, people are a lot of people are watching the NBA Finals. A lot of people are watching the uh, NHL Finals um, here in the U.S. Uh, political news in other parts of the world have been taking over coverage of, of viewers away from uh, England and their their uh, general election happened yesterday, France and and so on. Uh, so there's been a lot of other stuff to watch other than uh, WWE, which honestly hasn't helped itself by not being that very good. Um, people are debating whether the Bailey Alexa Bliss segment was the worst um, segment in the history of Raw. It was. Oh. I don't see how that's worse than Roman Reigns' suffering succotash, son, but 
it's, it's still that's you know that's saying something. And if what you're being known for is having the worst thing you've done in 20 years, you know that's not a good look. Unfortunately, nobody watches SmackDown just because. I don't know why. SmackDown is clearly the better show, but they don't do the numbers that Raw does, which is kind of flies in the face of what people want. We can be complaining about Raw being two hours, three hours, but the better show is two hours and people don't watch it. I don't know what to make of it. That's true. Uh, by the way, I was looking at Impact Wrestling uh, official uh, Facebook page, and they said that they are the first American wrestling company to broadcast this flagship show in India. Was that a fact so, check, Jamal? Yeah, they also said they also say that they own the Hardys uh, gimmick. So I'm not willing to believe. <laughs> I, I mean, I really could give a hell, you know, if, it, if it's matter, if it's if it's true or not. But that's just the point I was getting at. But okay, so nonetheless, though, like, where, where do we see this Jinder Mahal thing going on? It has to last to SummerSlam because if you build up money in the bank that you're supposed to do, you can continue to make him look strong for three months, and that's your solid summer uh, summer season as your champion. And then you can make a whirlwind or whatever you want to from money in the bank at SummerSlam, and they'll still make a huge impact. You might even, you know, do something where you have some type of cross-promotion match. You know, I, I don't know what you're going to do. But I just think he needs to continue to hold it. The build that he's doing is very great. I love what they're doing. And like even Jamal said, if you build up that Indian population, that should increase your viewership from the India because you have a champion that's built from that area that should make it even better for your company to try to get more ratings during the summertime. I think it's a good move. I think it's even better than what the great Khali was doing. And the great Khali is one of the biggest uh, celebrities in India. I think that... Um... I would like to see this last to at least Survivor Series, but definitely Royal Rumble. And the reason why is because who do they have that you would want to see replace him with? That That's my point. We, right, because we have AJ Styles, and he's a fan favorite, but he can always get the title and be over. That's yeah. not really yeah. the problem. Yeah. Who do they have? Orton? No. Boo. Yeah. Um you know, so we talk about that line between getting the fans what they want and allowing um, some talent to be put over, but who? And I don't think they have a character yet that really deserves. Um, it, there are a lot of interesting matchups that could happen. I would love to see Biggie Langston versus Jinder Mahal, you know, down the line. The AJ is going to happen. Kevin Owens is going to happen. Sami Zayn is going to happen. But I, there are a lot of matchups, and I think we're just scratching the surface with this, let it simmer and ride it out because he's doing exactly what they want. He's getting worldwide press by, you know, in Canada where he's, where he was born in India, where he's ethnically from and he's getting booed here. It's the best of both worlds. Don't cut it short just because you want to move on to Bray versus AJ or something that we can definitely see later on but with this gender thing much like what they did with james ellsworth i'm not saying that ellsworth should be the champion uh, or whatever it would have been a heck of a payoff for that uh for that experiment but if he doesn't have the championship what does he have mm, true i don't i don't know if the uh, the bollywood boys and him um are enough by themselves to maintain that level of um, of heat that they need to be 
they need. I'm I'm sorry, but the fact that he's a heel and he's not I'm not gonna say respected, but he's not liked makes him legitimately a heel with the belt. How can you not appreciate that? And to an extent, you look at people like you said, AJ Styles is somebody that doesn't need the belt to reinforce who they are. And there's a lot of other people now that seem to be the certain way. Like Laura, I, I hate to say it, but Sami Zayn seems to be really chill in the mid card session where the belt. That probably wouldn't make a big difference for him, but as of right now, he's still pretty much relevant. Jinder Mahal with his belt has elevated him from zero to hero, and he's relevant. And you want to, you're curious now because you want to know, as we're discussing, how long does this title reign last? What's next for him? Who's the next person that's going to come up to step to him? You know, who's legitimate and is a threat to him in the Bollywood Boys? There's a lot to be said here with him. And but see, here's the thing. You have, could you imagine Luke Harper versus Jinder Mahal, you know, later on down the road? There's just so many matches that we don't really need to see because in America, our biggest concern is getting the belt away from them because for whatever reason, we don't like them. But around the world. <laughs> I think that's so funny that you said it that way. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is, though. He gets killed no, here, and he's literally cheered everywhere he goes in his communities. You know, uh, ethnically, uh, around the country, around the world, the Canadian yeah. government officially recognized his accomplishments. Yep. Same thing in, in um, Delhi State in India. They, so yeah. it's it's a it's a thing, and for us to be like you know boo, while the rest of the world is going, all right, I see what you're doing there. Yep. It would be you could definitely set up a guy that doesn't have it doesn't have to be always be AJ Styles. We need to get out of the fact that there are four or five guys when they have the entire roster. And that's what that's what I keep arguing against D-Wayne about, and that's why I think Raw is suffering. When you have somebody like a part-timer, like Brock Lesnar, and you want to build him as the beast and untouchable, it hurts the rest of your roster because it's no point because you're going to be like, oh, AJ Styles is going to win. Oh, Brock is going to win. Oh, John Cena is going to win. You need to develop these other characters where it seems like they have a chance for the land of opportunity, and it makes people want to watch it. Yeah, you know... And, and and this isn't a strong argument here, but even the fact that Jinder Mahal versus Mojo Rally was a match that happened, that you know they built it as Mojo Rally's the only person that's beat Jinder Mahal since he's been on SmackDown. Exactly. It's like okay, cool. I don't see Mojo Rally winning the title, but how did this really play out here? And it was a little right, bit but that's the match that you want to have on SmackDown, though. That's exactly. the match that you want to save for SmackDown, and then you go out like okay. It's Mojo Rowley right now, but what happens when he steps up against exactly the bigger maybe one of the Usos, the bigger yeah. maybe one of maybe yeah. right. Yep. So you got to build. Yeah. You got to build. Let them build. Look, right now we're gonna have to take one second to say that what's happening with Jinder Mahal is great. It is. It's great. It's what you want. I, literally, I could have really, I I I could have done without watching wrestling while I was on vacation this week, but I literally. Kept coming to my mind and saying, you know, let me make sure I'm carving material for whenever we, you know, we talk. But I really was like, what's really the deal with Jinder Mahal? What's next for him? God, to be honest, what's the next pay-per-view? Money in the Bank? I was yep. like, I, I, I was like, he can't be facing Randy Orton again. They got to be having something better. I, I, once this Randy Orton thing is done, the Jinder Mahal tour is going to be absolutely untouchable to me. Absolutely. It's going to be worth watching. This Randy Orton thing has to just decease. 
matter of fact, I would have been more happy if Randy Orton was in the Money in the Bank match, and that there was a really mysterious person that stepped up for this match, such as a Mojo Rally. I would have been cool with that for a pay-per-view match. Or Luke Harper, who I even forgot was on the roster. I, I'm sure would have been invested for that one. It's but, like, it seems like you're trying to ask for a male version of what's going on between Lana and Naomi. Nah, nah, nah. No, no. But see, the difference is, is that, and I agree with you to a point. <clears throat> the The problem is, is that the, uh, the on the other side of that, do we really expect Lana to put on the type of work that Jinder Mahal is doing? That, 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 that's it. And and yeah. I, I, I would agree, and I would say maybe not Alana, but maybe Natalia. She's already in the Money in the Bank. Who yeah. I expect to win? Um, nah, nah. Mm, mm, to me, to me, then mm. we'll talk about that. But no, no. But right. yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with Jamal again that the fact that the gentleman hole we know can wrestle, and he may not be the most phenomenal AJ Styles bartender or the best, but we've seen we've seen traits of his uh, traits of his work in NXT for all those people that's been watching for over the years, and that they called three and B, they had a little bit of a high moment, but nonetheless he conditioned himself better. He reinvented himself, and from what we've seen now, the character and the development is all there. The mindset's there too. He looks; he's taking himself even more serious. The only so, thing I wish to change is that when we was in Dallas and we saw him right before we went to ROH, just sitting there by himself, minding his business. Nobody came up to a bother. I wish we would at least said something to him, just spoke to him, just to see the growth that weird. came from I, that two years ago. I, I, I said hi to him. I mean, but he was eating. A, he, was, he had his flip flops off, and he was eating the sub. You're not gonna mess with the guy right there. But I said, "What's up, Jinder?" You know. Yeah. But no, I get you. I get you. But that's the thing. That's the reason why people need to go to indie shows. It's because of the fact that one day Cedric Alexander is in Alexandria or Fairfax, Virginia. The next minute, he's in the CWC, and everybody's like, "Dude, this dude is legit." Yeah. Well, you could have seen him around your neighborhood for twenty dollars if you wanted. Would <laughs> have the time to go do so, and right. you, you just never know who that next top guy is. Because yes, that argument could be said for Drew Galloway, could be said for uh, Jinder Mahal, could be said for uh, Chris Hero. These guys are guys that everybody's invested in, either like or not like. But nonetheless, that they've been putting in the work, and now there is paying off. You're seeing, you're seeing with the resume. Oh, uh, uh, I, I, well, I ain't gonna say the resume. Well, what the career, half of a career, when you invest in yourself, can do. Um, and and that's the thing. Chris Hero was around saying, Cassius Uno was saying that he wasn't looking for no WWE. <laughs> Look where he's at. Right. You know? But uh, nonetheless, though, so, just to put my seal of approval on the Jenny Mahal thing, I'm invested with it as him being the champion because you're gonna have. Matches that you didn't expect that you wanted to see, and you're going to have people who really are just, you know, mid carters to under carters, whoever it may be, step up to say that they want to go after the belt to a person that they feel like they probably could be, who was probably just the, who was just a mid carter to pretty much being a, 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 a jobber a little bit as the belt. So now people are going to step up to say, like, hey, look. Besides the whole Indian co coincidence, this is somebody that invested in itself that got to the top. And maybe I should just try, try doing the same. 
I feel like talking smack and world talk, whatever it is, is is not scripted. So I feel like you know they get a chance to, you know, say what they want to say along the lines of their character. But they feel like you know I feel like SmackDown is the the place for opportunity where anybody has a chance to do so, and that we will start seeing sort of say matches and people come out of nowhere. Um, the challenge for the belt, which makes it mean something to uh, ultimately reinvent themselves. So, uh, again, kudos to Jinder Mahal. I expect this title run to go a lengthy time. I would love to see it to um, Royal Rumble, which we will be there. Uh, yep. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yep. Um, so that's till January. And, and again, I can't stress enough. Jamal makes the, a great point. Until it makes sense that somebody takes the title off him. Don't this get, man, I tell you, if Randy Orton takes the belt back. <laughs> I'm going to turn, turn my favorite uh, thing I'm going to turn it off. We're I'm really going to turn it off PlayStation 4. It's, it's no, it's, it, it doesn't make sense considering that the, I'll say the roadmap of what they're trying to say that SmackDown is, to revert back, is almost like saying, uh, what Jamal, what were you always saying before? Uh, what was the catchphrase that before they said this was land opportunity? The um, what were they called? What were they saying? They were saying this was like a shakeup or a new era, basically. To, to, okay. put, to put the title back on Randy Orton, but to say this is a new era is completely contradictory. Two James, can I ask this question to you just as a fallback for you saying that? Just to how building, uh, and I know this is totally out the ordinary, but just how to continue to build gender first at Money in the Bank against Randy Orton should that be the opening match? Ooh, no! I would say opening, but before the Money in the Bank. Before uh, I agree, before the Money in the Bank, I think the Money in the Bank uh, ladder match for the men should be the last thing to go. Yeah, but I think that would be a great way to open the show. I'm a firm believer that the belt should always be last, but because of the shenanigans that is around Randy Orton, I just feel like for safe bet, please don't put that near the end. And plus, you know, it is in St. Louis. It's, you always open up the show with something that's hot. I'm just saying. Yeah. He's going to lose in St. Louis based on their track record of that, too. Everybody's been losing in their hometown. Actually, I, I think the women's title match should start off first. Yeah. I'm, I'm scared for that match. I am really am scared. I just hope nobody gets hurt. I mean, look, Lana's been putting in the work. Lana's been putting in the work. Um, she's not even Marie. <laughs> and there's no bad neck. There's, there's no bad feedback coming back from uh, every day she's been doing the NXT. So oh, no, no, you said the women's match or the money in the bank match? The, the women's match. The women's match. The, the, between Naomi? Lana and, and Naomi? Yes. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I, agree. Oh, I thought you were talking about the money in the bank. I'm sorry. I agree. But I think that should go first. To your point of the uh, women's money in the bank, and, and two James and I talked about this off air, I, I think it is. it comes from a, a condescending place to say, we're going to do this but I hope they're okay. And because yeah. we're having a, yeah. a men's money in the bank match and no one is concerned for anyone else's well-being. Yep, it's the right. same thing that Mick Foley did when he tried to mansplain the um, woman's Hell in a Cell match and tell him that how brutal it is and stuff. Yep. But, but the, in the men's Hell in a Cell match, they said they're gonna beat the hell out of each other. Right, I agree. So I agree totally. if we're gonna have a revolution, if it's gonna be equal, then it is what it is. And we can't have a woman's money in the bank match and then say, nah, they're girls, so we're gonna cover it and we're gonna use footstools, or we're gonna cover it in bubble wrap, or we're gonna use styrofoam ladders, a wooden ladder, so that doesn't hurt as bad. 
or we're going to, you know, give them chest protectors or something like that. Okay. You know, we want to see them do the work. I hope that no one gets injured ever, but I'm not going to say, you know, put just put a damn easy bake oven in the ring then, if that's what it's going to be. Huh. If we're going to make these special concessions because they're girls, then fine, they can bake me a pie as well. But I, I think that's that's very um, you know, condescending, and I think it's it's uh, reflective of the fact that we're really not ready for a woman's revolution. So in that case, because in that case, Jamal, would you want to see Charlotte do a moonsault off the top of the ladder? Is that a requirement for this? If, they, if, if, if whatever they do and they do it safely, I don't care if she does a 450 off the hell in a cell cage. Gotcha. Through a plate glass. I don't care. If you think that you can do it safely to the point where you can sell it but not kill yourself, Absolutely. sure. I'm not saying that I want a mass transit incident um, yeah. for New Jack to come in and like hit somebody with a Super Nintendo, but I don't want a Kendo stick match where they tease the Kendo stick match and then they go, oh, but I want to hit you once. Yeah, no, like, yeah, yeah. Sound like, you sound like you're in a closet or something anyway, but yeah, yeah. Oh, look. Crank up the intensity. I'm not you want right to but I am make these historic moments, but you don't want to make them what they are to live in the moment? Then, then why even do it? Yeah, the Hell in the Cell was PG-13. The Kendo match was PG. I was it was Canadian play. PG. <laughs> <laughs> and tough. again, nobody's stressing for them to go out there and go past their physical limitations, but we're saying that in the, in the realm of their work, let them at it. Let them do what they do. Um, yeah, I mean Triple H ripped his like his meat off the bone in his legs, um, you know, in, in a match that didn't that wasn't anything you know quote unquote physical. Vince McMahon uh, ripped both of his uh, tore both of his quads. Uh, <laughs> getting into the ever. ring. That's my favorite thing ever. <laughs> so I'm not saying I mean the injuries are what they are. Emma, uh, who will be out for some undisclosed amount of time, you know, landed on her elbow in a bad way. Yeah, uh, Seth Rollins be, um, and Finn Balor. Yeah, she'll be coming back soon, but Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. That was a freak accident. Yep. Seth Rollins himself was another freak accident. So it didn't. It doesn't have to happen in these you know, uh, uh, gimmick matches. But I'm just saying, if Charlotte wants to do a Phoenix Splash off of an 18-foot ladder that into a different. shark tank, I'm all for it. Because the access are assonance because of what they are. Exactly. Um, um. What? Yeah. Yeah. I, so, hopefully, hopefully we'll get that. I. I but, but speaking of that, and and this, again, this is not a high profile, um, you know, like gimmick match or anything like that. Uh, Ruby Riot versus Oscar happened in NXT Download Festival over there in England. Um, the match went about five minutes before being called off for excessive bleeding. Apparently, Oscar tried to put her through the ring steps. Busted all the way open, Rick Flair style. So ref threw up the X and uh, called it a day. Obviously, that's not something that was intentional. And we do hope, and she got five or six ditches um, uh, afterwards. But the idea is that, you know, that could have happened to anybody at any time. And, yeah, you know, we yeah. hope that she's okay. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that we need to, you know, change the game. We just need to work smarter. Yep. Yep. I agree. I totally agree. I stand corrected. Assonance or assonance. what they are. They're go it's always going to be the same definition within the uh, dictionary, so so be it. 
Um, Samojo Brock Lesnar seems to be um, which is going to headline Great Balls of Fire, the Raw exclusive pay per view. Greatest pay per view name ever. I knew he was about to say that. Give us the history of why this is the greatest pay per view ever. History, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, well, no. if you're under 70 years old, you probably didn't hear it on the radio, but Great Balls of Fire is a, a song by Jerry Lee Lewis that uh, came out in like the 60s. Uh, it, it was a big hit. If you're 70 years old right now, like Vince McMahon is, um, so I heard a report earlier in the week that um, the Jerry Lee Lewis, who did not get asked permission to use the song, and uh oh, so his lawyers contacted his agent is the same agent that represents Jerry the King Lawler, and um, their agent contacted WWE who got lawyers involved and said, hey, what are you doing? You're literally ripping us off. Pay me. They did. The show is going to go on. But, you know, obviously it's interesting that that can happen and be resolved pretty much under the rug and pretty quickly. It's, you know, happened so fast it's not even news. But we still have this uh, Hardy's thing being dragged out. Um, and the rumors are is that Matt and Jeff are going to try to work something out with TNA while both of them are off, and congratulations to our Ravi Scott for uh, giving birth to Wolfgang Hardy, um, their second child. So, uh, Great Balls of Fire, <laughs> greatest pay-per-view name ever. But um, <laughs> Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah, let's let's talk about this. And 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 realistically, this is being rushed. Um, Edge and Christian agree with me. I really think this is the match that we should see at SummerSlam. And and I think that Samoa Joe was the absolutely right person to win. Um, I, I, um, I predicted that. And I thought he was the right person to win. And, and I thought this was going to happen the way it was going to happen just because of what this pay-per-view is. This pay-per-view, Great Balls of Fire, seems to be sort of say a joke, but if not, whatever. It's a filler. So I think when I say filler, yes, I mean obviously a, a placeholder, but also I also think it's an opportunity to feel, sort of say, how the fans respond to how this pay-per-view is being booked. Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar is the match that everybody has had on their radar since Samoa Joe was in NXT. He's came out and said it numerous times that he wants to work Brock Lesnar. In all different sort of ways and form, from podcasts to tweeting, whatever it may be, it's happening. It's a big match, no matter if you like it or not. We don't care about the heels and face saying whatever it may be. We just care that these are two big guys that should be able to stand up to each other. Both of them are uh, both trained in MMA uh, with MMA backgrounds, and Across the, across the board, this looks like this should just be an interesting match, period. But it's happening um, in the wrestling pack war, and I think it's going to be a good match. And I think it's a money-making match. Which, to that point, yes, it should be a SummerSlam type of match. But I don't so think do they you have think that they go through it then? I really think that, like I said, I really think that they, they're going to steal this match and the type of buzz that it curates and the, what the fans get back from it. You see, do, do we give a traditional WWE 3P? Well, I, I think that's, you, you, I think, 
you got a couple weeks until Great Balls of Fire. Personally, I think that they should tease the match, have Joe completely murder people, uh, him putting his hands on Heyman was a good look, but I think we tease Joe and Brock up until Great Balls of Fire and then don't have the match. So I think one how would you book that, though? So No, wait. So you, you, you're I just have them just brawl, and it's a no contest, yeah. and then we set it up at SummerSlam. I see. Like, and I'm talking about from the beginning, from from jump when when Brock comes out in the um, in the uh, uh, limousine or whatever. Yeah, you just have them wreck for 20 minutes. Actually, and that's how you open the, the show. Yeah, don't even make it to the ring. Don't even make it to the main event. You, and then, then of course you got Kurt going like, oh, what's the main event going to be? Whatever, whatever, whatever. The Fatal Five Way is your main event. Sorry, no, they have that already. That's how got there. Yeah. But you have I'm well they should have had that at Great Balls of Fire. But um you have uh you know Joe and Lesnar just go twenty minutes to open the show and they don't even make it to the ring because you know they've both been kicked out, sent to the hospital, whatever, whatever. And then say that Kurt is going to have an announcement on Raw. And then you can start building the number one contender, like the, the number two contender I guess. Um, up until SummerSlam, because we would have been a month away at that point. But it just feels really, really rushed. Um, this is a match that this is a, honestly this is the match that should be a WrestleMania 34. Because what else do you want to do with Brock after that? But what about where's Braun Strowman following all this though? What is his injury status? Is it going to be short term? Is it going to be long? Well, the rumor is, is that Strowman uh, should be back. Before Great Balls of Fire, right. uh, obviously they said that he's going to be out six months. Would have put him around, you know, January or so. Yep. But you know, you can just insert Strowman wherever you want to go, and then you could probably have him feud with like a Balor or a Rollins or a Reigns or whatever again, um, and settle that beef. Because Strowman, Strowman and Reigns said they definitely have something. They can just pick that right back up, but. I really think that they should do everything that they can to hold Joe and Lesnar off. You know what? And, until and, 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 SummerSlam. And, and because I feel like I'm being your best friend today, I like, you really I like are. it. I, I like it. I mean, point, point of the matter is you want to create, you want to book a person who's a part-time person that, you know, wreaks havoc. We haven't seen it in a while. Samoa Joe's been wreaking havoc since he's been on the main roster. So how do you expect a peaceful conflict between two people being booked that way for them to literally come down to the ring and say, okay, let's do this? I don't know what's going to happen to Raw, but nonetheless, nothing about this should be a traditional match, if even a match right away. There needs to be a brawl. There needs to be some type of uh, all 15 of your soft reps down there to break them up, whatever. It needs to be something like that. You do create the hype. But I'm against it. I'm against it, though. But, I mean, what you're saying is, is great booking. But here's the problem where I have. You have your number one contender and you have your, your universal champion, quote, unquote, out until SummerSlam so you won't see them on Raw. So what are you doing? You're, you're going to see Jamal. You mean to oh, Joe? So. You're going to oh. see Samoa Joe. Uh, you, you're going to see Samoa Joe as your number one contender. He's going to be there. Well, whatever point you well, about to say. Joe is going to be there. there. Yeah, and, and, and here's the thing: you have you can you can keep Brock on the shelf until SummerSlam, whatever. But you have Strowman. Let's say he does he doesn't come back, 
until SummerSlam. Okay, fine. If he doesn't come back, then you just go with Reigns, you go with whatever, and Joe murders them all. Still talking crap about Lesnar and Heyman and the fact that he choked out Heyman. And of course, the great balls of fire. They just don't. They don't even make it to the ring. It gets thrown out, and they just basically have a a, a, a non-sanctioned match at you know what's the name at the uh, SummerSlam at uh, Great Balls of Fire, which sets up a no DQ match at SummerSlam. Yeah, sorry, I got cut off there. Where did you guys hear me last yeah. though? I I got uh, you were just about to make a point. Yeah, I, I, and I just think it hurts when you have your universal champion and your number one contender off Raw for uh, for four weeks. And that hurts because you can't build a show not unless somebody is why, chasing. Why would Joe be off the raw? Well, you say that both of them go to the hospital, or whatever. No, no, I said yeah, that. that night. Oh, no, no, I said that, but like uh, that night, sure. But Joe comes back on raw, like yeah. Where's Lesnar now? And then of course you can start building that no DQ match at SummerSlam. Mm. But but giving Joe a week off of raw or, or or whatever, and then you still have you know Balor. Um, Rollins and Reigns kind of left in the dust because really the situation is: does do we really need to see any of them in that in that situation right now? No, not really. It's nobody exactly. else that needs to be there. Right. So this is the situation between Lesnar and Joe. This is the match that people want to see. This is the match that's getting the internet hyped right now. And honestly, this is the only part of Raw that people are consistently talking about. And whether you like the Balor, Reigns, or Joe. Nobody wants them to interfere in what Lesnar and 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 uh, and Samoa Joe have going on. So let them work that. That is their program. Let them have that. And I think that Great Balls of Fire, which is less than three three weeks away, I think that is too soon. Give them to SummerSlam. The mind games, the backstage assaults, whatever you got to do. But you just have Joe running over people for the next six weeks. Yeah, I think that's that's what people want to see because. For the first time in a long time, we have a legitimate threat to Brock Lesnar. Yep. Yep. And Strowman, back and, down. Yeah. Reigns <laughs> had some BS finish. You know, Rollins, uh, money in the bank, cashed in on him. For the first time, we have a dude that goes, that's a bad mf right there. What's Brock going to do now? This is the first time in a long time that where the onus has been on Brock Lesnar to prove himself. Yeah, not the other way around. Let me ask you this: You said as a full timer on the roster, because what do you, what do you call what Goldberg did this this year? What, what that and, and this is the thing: as big as they built that up, is anybody talking about Goldberg right now? No. Right, and I'm not, not saying that as like the rest of the fans. And they're not talking about him if they are in present tense. It's all in past tense. He might as well have never have came back the way they talk about him. Exactly. Right. But Samoa so Joe, they didn't close. They didn't just close the door. They closed the door, locked it, and burned the damn house down. <laughs> I'm just saying that people are talking about people are talking about Samoa Joe the way they're talking about Jinder Mahal. Good or good, bad or whatever, but people are legitimately interested for Samoa Joe versus Lesnar. And I'm just saying that you gotta save that for the bigger stage. WrestleMania pass to the next one is SummerSlam. And this is something that has been brewing since Joe has been said, like, I don't care who it is. He said that at NXT. I don't care who it is. You can bring Lesnar down. I beat him, too. And you know what? After choking out Heyman, he's making a believer out of me. So you you good with that sleeper as his finisher? Yeah. First of all, Mom, why yeah. don't you? First of all, it's a, it's a legit hope. And, you know. It works for Taz. It works for uh, 
That's a legit um, Joe? People can I'm just bringing D. Wayne's devil advocate in this in there because he hates it. No, if he's not, if he's not talking, if he didn't man up to come on the show today, then he you don't you don't speak for another grown man in a in a vats or something like that. You I got you. You you know you D. Wayne, that's a call out to you. You you if you don't like his finisher, get out the text messages and come on the show and we'll we'll talk it out. But None of that. It's a legit finisher. And you, I, again, I have no problem with it. You, you talk about Brock's background and Samoa Joe's background. A rear naked choke is going to put somebody out. Point blank. Right. And, and that's, that's the thing. And the motherfucker's absolutely. not going to go on everybody. So it's legit. And it's a heel finisher at that. That's the biggest reason I like it. You know? Right. Instead of him, right. like. And shout out to uh, Neville, who the Red Arrow was not a heel finisher. What am I going to do? Come out with the rings of Saturn. Bam. Legit finisher. And you're just like, well, and there's people like, well, it's 205 Live. He's a cruising wave. Should be doing stuff off the top ropes. And maybe he needs something that's a little bit more aerial. What? Like, no, he's a heel. Give him a heel finisher. Call it a day. I mean, this or is the like, thing. We have King Kong wrestling Godzilla. And it's not a matter of, is that something that you want to see? It's just the point of who's going to win because legitimately we can spend all day making a case for both of them, and I think a match like that um, is it, this. It, I think it could be as big as John Cena versus Kevin Owens. It, it, and it, even though that happened on like a random RAW, yeah, that's something that should have been saved for later. The story, the story behind it too, is as big as John Cena and Kevin Owens because these are fantasy matches that wrestling fans dreamed about that we're able to experience right now. And I'm not going to say in their complete prime, but not uh, walking with a cane. And it's, it's it's the right time. And given what the situation is with Lesnar, considering that he is a part time part time dude, like he doesn't wrestle once a month. He wrestles once a pay per view. Right. Um, <laughs> every three pay per views. <laughs> Right, yeah. you know, we're not so we're not even guaranteed to see him to the to Royal Rumble or Survivor Series, right. if that. Yeah, and unless they have that in Vegas where he's not allowed to step, step foot inside of Clark County, then that may be another problem. But the idea <laughs> is that this on paper seems like it's something special, and for them to rush it to just put it out there as a filler for Braun Strowman is it really, and that's really what it comes down to. It really is. You're telling me that we Samoa Joe is a placeholder for Braun Strowman. That's oh, no. Nah. Like nah. No, dude. No, sense. no, no, no. And, you know, a lot of people were making it seem like Braun Strowman was the absolute uh, resolve for the Universal Championship. There's no it was. Until he got hurt? There's no really no telling that he was going to be the one to beat Brock Lesnar. There's re- and, and to the simple point that he already backed down from him, Samoa Joe is calling Brock well, true. out. You know? So... Some, I- I think I would want to see on Raw Samoa Joe in his like eight like uh, monster truck does donuts in Brock Lesnar's yard and out there in South Dakota somewhere. <laughs> you know, you I'm know talking about thing. him choking Sable out. That's what I want to see. You know, the other thing about it is too, people. If you take one minute, I ain't gonna say one minute, but if you just take the time to watch wrestling and take Michael Cole off of it and actually evaluate what's actually happening in the ring. You will understand that if Brock Lesnar's being booked the way he's being booked and, the, and his resume backs him up for that, anybody that seems to be any bit of scared against him should not legitimately beat this MMA monster. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
when you think about it, it's like, well, who's going to beat this badass? It has to only be another badass. It can't be somebody that's like, well, I'm big and bad and I got muscles, but I don't know. I backed down for it when I saw him. You're not going to be sold on that. But, th- but to be fair, that was before Stroman was throwing ambulances around and stuff like that. So <laughs> that was before that. And they that's were building Stroman up. But well, I mean, hey. Said, the other thing is, too, is, is Stroman above Roman Reigns? Yes. Can't Can't tell. If you look at if you look at it on paper, they both got hurt from that incident. One person came back. Well, well, true. That is that is true. But the idea is that Strowman was the guy that people wanted because people hate Roman Reigns. But if you're telling me that Strowman is better than Samoa Joe, we got something to talk about. And that's 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 seemingly what WWE is trying to tell us. That's what Vince McMahon is, is trying to tell you. I don't know, man. Samoa Joe is a that. That type of guy too. I don't, I don't know about that. And I think that what should have happened, obviously, it should have been Samoa Joe versus Strowman, which leads on to whoever versus Lesnar. But, you know, and that'll get you something, you know, down the road there. But the, the fact of the matter is, is that um, WWE has a heel problem. Um, and part of the problem is, is that they have, their heels can't be bad. They could just be jerks. All of their heel champions are cowards. Um, all of their Kevin Owens is only really a heel in house shows, and he still gets crap for that. Jamo Samoa Joe is a legit heel, and he's doing heel things the way heels need to do them. Is he your top heel in WWE of all Raw and SmackDown right now? No. Who is? I honestly think that uh, Jinder Mahal is. Gotcha. Honestly, I mean, I know that like it, you know, people don't get. I think Oscar is the best heel of the company, and people don't even realize that. But people don't realize it because she's just so damn good. And before and before that, I thought it was Charlotte. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Charlotte was always borderline to me. It's like she wanted to be healed one day and face another. No, no, she was absolutely healed all the time until she went to SmackDown. They started trying to make her a face, and they slightly are trying to re-pull the plug on that again. So she's better off here. Anyway, we talked about this for a a long time here. Uh, What's uh? What's next? Like, legitimately, to, 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 to end off this conversation, Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar. Do we see the well, match happen again? Excuse me. I hope it's not a Great Balls of Fire. You said hope not? Just one no, I'm just saying, is this a one and done at Great Balls of Fire? Yeah or nay? Uh, nay. Nay. <laughs> It's hard to say. It depends on what Braun Strowman does because it might be one and done if Strowman comes back. Now, I'm not saying they won't compete again, but one-on-one, it might turn to a triple threat. But you don't automatically... You don't... Oh. Okay. It may. (laughs) The fact that that's a legitimate uh, situation that can't happen makes me sad. Right. I can see a triple threat threat happening. I could, too. Versus Samoa. Let's get into... uh, Let's get into everything else wrestling that's not so debatable. Just some topics and stuff real quick uh, to, to, to cap off our, our, our wrestling today. Um, right, so there's, yes, there's a lot of wrestling happening this weekend. Uh, locally here in the greater Washington, D.C. area, uh, Nova Pro Wrestling is doing a double header. It is uh, Life is Like a Box of Chocolates, and that is at 3 p.m. And uh, basically it's a tryout show. Guys, I think 25 to 30 men and women are coming in, um, and they're going to put on a, a show for you, 10 bucks to get into the door. And 
the best performer, male performer, is going to get a shot of the PWI Alter J Championship in a triple threat match, headlining the night show. Heck of an opportunity. Um, <clears throat> and, of course, much like American Idol, the winner doesn't necessarily win everything because some of the other guys who make a good showing will certainly be invited back to Nova Pro Wrestling. A lot of interesting guys. Zombie Dragon, I've never heard of him. But I really hope that goes over well because I, wanted, I definitely want to get into that. Uh, and then, of course, the night show is High Fidelity at 7.30. Can't wait. It's going to be a good time. Uh, really, really can't wait for that. Um, the uh, Sanjay Dutt, who is currently, as we've uh, discussed earlier at the um, with Mike of Nova Pro Wrestling, he's your uh, exhibition champion. So, spoiler alert, screw you guys. Why are you watching Impact anyway? But <laughs> F that Al. Right. <laughs> That's going to go down at uh, 7.30. Both shows are at the Annandale, Virginia, Volunteer Fire Department, 7128 Columbia Pike in Annandale, Virginia. Uh, it's in the heart of Koreatown over there. So get yourself some bugoki, some debuki, and uh, enjoy the wrestling. Double show, uh, double header. Three, 3 o'clock at 7.30. It's going to be a good time. Other news that is going on, uh, New By Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion. Hold on, hold on. By the way, can you tell a difference in my sound? Do I sound different? Yep. Yeah. I'm going to need you guys to let me know if my mic isn't on next time. <laughs> I was just talking. I, I was busy occupied with, you know, ironing clothes. So I can tell. Come on, man. Sound quality. That's what we all aiming for. I, I know when somebody is, 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 is doing something a little bit different. Notice how uh, City Sellers was recording out of, uh, out of his washing machine earlier. Hey, it's okay. It's okay, though. <laughs> I make things happen. Let's, let, let's, let's continue. <laughs> um, New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, in a, a Dominion. Uh, and, of course, the headliner there is uh, Kenny Omega versus uh, Kazuchika Okada. And a rematch from the Tokyo Dome show back in January. Uh, many, Dave how Meltzer. Many, how many stars? Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Dave Meltzer gave it 173 stars in that match. <laughs> um, it is the single greatest wrestling match since Ever. wrestling was invented in ancient Greece. Ever. According to uh, Meltzer. It was written in the Bible. So, um, yeah, there hasn't, like Moses was the last great six star match. Um, <laughs> it was Moses versus Lazarus, two out of three falls. But um, interesting, you know, interesting card. It's going to be a great – it's going to be another one of those, like, long, eight-hour-long shows. And, of course, Dominion sets up the uh, G1 Climax uh, for New Japan and the G1 Climax U.S. special, which they will uh, crown a U.S. champion. That is in July in Long Beach, California. But um, this uh, – and then, of course, in two weeks, we have Ring of Honor up there in the Boston area. And then Evolve is going to be around the area as well. So it's just so much wrestling. But I definitely want to say the Kenny Omega match uh, versus Okada. It was regarded as one of the best matches of the year. Do you think that they have a chance to um, top themselves from no. January? No. 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 Oh. Nope, 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 nope. I mean, if if the rating is a five star and they exceed it with a six star, I mean, do lightning strike in the same place twice? Nah. I mean, granted, Kevin Owens and John Cena put on really good matches last year. Uh, two out of their three. 
but all three wasn't mm -hmm. great. And one and two were totally different, but bothly good. So now this will see happen. First of all, this whole six star shit is is, is BS. I'm just gonna watch it. Close uh, <laughs> language. <laughs> Rewind. Um, who cares? Who cares about the rating? So be it. Just watch the match and enjoy it. It will be a good match, and that's that. Honestly, the match that I'm looking forward to is uh, Cody Rhodes versus Michael Elgin. That's going to be awesome. And you have War Machine versus the Gorilla of Destiny, uh, Tamatanga and Tangaroa. That's going to be awesome. I, I really, really, really can't wait uh, for the entire show. And they have like 10 matches on the card, but every match except the first one is a title match. So <laughs> if you'd like to see your belts change hands, um, then you know Dominion is definitely going to be the time for you. I think it starts at like 2.30 in the morning, Eastern? Something like that. And they will have English commentary with um, uh, Cyrus the Virus and uh, Kevin Kelly. So that's going to be that's gonna be pretty awesome. Um, so Impact Wrestling, because I know how much you love Impact Wrestling. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, and I'm reading this from SESScoops.com, quote, TNA actually paid fans to attend their tapings last week. Impact was taped in a TV studio that had 500-person capacities. Everyone in the crowd was paid 250 to 400 rupees. That's about $3.80 to about $7.50 to attend the shows. Fans in attendance were also instructed how to react to wrestlers. Fans were told that heel wrestlers were entered from the left, so boo those guys. And babyface wrestlers were entered from the right, so cheer those guys. Performed the wave during several tapings. Unfortunately... Those waves were not spontaneous and orchestrated by the uh, MC at the tapings. We just talked about how much, how important it is to get into India. If they're literally paying the audience to show up, how successful is your company? Uh, bad for them, but doesn't that doesn't say anything about the um, the um, natives of India? One because they. Wait, do people in America even watch Impact Wrestling? Why would you think anybody else would? Well, Daniel Williams that, does. Doesn't matter. He's a free agent right now, so he's trying to find something to do. So he, the, his storyline has been well over two years now, so he's finally getting a chance to be able to do something about it. Don't expect it to be good either because – I hope it's better it. than Carmelo Malone and Dennis Robin versus Dallas nah, Page. Nah, wait, that was way better, way better. I don't think D'Angelo Williams um, can take a bump legitly. But nonetheless, look um, – there is no John Cena going to India and no Jinder Mahal that's going to put butts in seats. So you expect to go there with DJ Z and, I don't know, Bobby Lashney and who? Nobody. Yeah. The only, the only way they was going to get a reaction is, is, is the way they did and was to pay people. So not a big deal. This probably should have been on the segment of Do We Care. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I think it is a big deal, honestly, because – they're paying people to go see their show. That's number one. Uh, number two, they're literally telling them how to react to in the show. All right. And number all right. three, they paid them less than ten dollars to see the show. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, wait. Okay. Okay. Crabby, so wait. You the point, yes, that's the point. Would you? Would you take? Crabby, this would you do it? Drive? Yes. Yes, I can. Oh, I, I absolutely oh will take money to to watch wrestling. Please pay me to watch your wrestling. Fly <laughs> me out. I will be a fan for you. 
But yeah. Oh man. Oh my god. I hope they don't tax you for that either. What else we talk? What else we talk about? What else we talk about? So, uh, um, Lana versus Naomi is going to happen at Money in the Bank. Yep. Next subject. Calm down, okay? Uh, for for reasons. Rusev has been um, tweeting out on the Twitter. Hashtag thank you, Rusev. Now, are we to believe that Rusev is trolling people or is this his actual swan song from WWE? I mean, if it's storyline, then the storyline. I mean, again, he's but hurt. Rusev doesn't have a storyline. Yo, he does. He does. His storyline right No, he doesn't. His last storyline was I'm, I'm going to come to Shape of Man. And I'll show up. Right. That was right. That, that didn't happen. So maybe I'm feeling like he's trying to keep that relevant by doing this. He's going to try, try to make it seem like this happened because of him. So he's keeping it. He's he's keeping a storyline of him being relevant and staying to the, in the title picture and demanding a match from Shane McMahon to thank you, Rusev. I'm leaving. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't make oh, sense. No, no. Oh, okay. it's thank you, Rusev. I'm leaving. Well, no, it's it's thank you, Rusev. In the sense of that's what people generally say when they are leaving. Uh, uh, for example, thought, it was thank you, you, Undertaker, yeah, after yeah, WrestleMania. Yeah, I got you. I thought you said I thought you were saying thank you because he made this Lana match happen. That's that's what I thought. Oh God, no, no, no one made that happen. It, it just appeared. Um, yeah, that's no. Okay, I have no comments no, no, on no that. See that. Okay. Um. Uh, the last thing about the news, then we move into Do We Care. John Cena speaks on uh, burying his talent. Basically, he said in an interview that um, you have you know, full reign to do whatever you need to do to accomplish what you need to accomplish. And generally speaking, if you need heel heat, then take whatever. You know, there, there are no limits. You can do whatever you need to do. Um, the Miz certainly did that. Yep. And, and was one half of creating that story. Uh, of a nothing match, which was a great build that turned into a nothing match at WrestleMania. Uh, with that said, Cena says that he doesn't necessarily bury talent. It's just that talent don't compete at the elite level that he does. My question to you is, does Cena actually compete at an elite level? Yes. Or do you think that the the whole talent, Cena burying, Cena Monster Files type deal is do you think he's there's some merit to that? Yes, it is. It, it is, and it's all based on reactions. Cena knows how to get a reaction, regardless if you like it or not. He gets a reaction. Same thing goes for Roman Reigns. He gets a reaction, regardless if you like it or not. What people don't know how to do is they don't know how to step up on their microphone where they go outside the script to make a storyline or to make a storyline bigger um, in order to compete at the level that Cena did. As you mentioned, The Miz has did that twice, once at WrestleMania 27 and now more recently at WrestleMania 30, uh, 33. What people need to understand is you cannot come with lame one-liners, lame corny jokes. You have to step outside the boundary to attack Cena. AJ Styles, successful. Kevin Owens, successful. But you have to have that mouthpiece in order to do it. Fair enough. I, I would agree with that if... Uh, Wade Barrett versus John Cena didn't happen. That was if not that was Vinnie not Wade Barrett's fault. That was the Nexus fault and how they dropped the Nexus storyline. So I give Wade a little bit of credit on that because they dropped the ball with Nexus. But Damian Sandow happened, same result. I think they dropped the Bray ball. Ray Wyatt with... happened, same result. 
Uh, Damien. Bray Wyatt's Bray been doing Wyatt. the same character for the last, the last two or three years. Got, Bray Wyatt definitely got buried by John Cena. Jeez. Uh, Ryback, another person. Right. Right. So I'm not saying that there that you're completely like there's no there's absolutely no merit for that. Okay. But it's just that. Well, what about these other guys that were doing it right? We were interested in them, and then they face John Cena. And then three months later, they come back with a new brand new gimmick because Cena buried that one. It's dead. It's done. I got you. I mean, hell, Cena got more bodies than the Undertaker for real. You're right. You're right. Um. So let's move into do we care real quickly and wrap this thing up. Um, the Miz is selling his house. Do we care? No. Where's he moving from? We don't care. So, um, Titus O'Neil is, uh, speaking at a UCLA. Do we care? No. <laughs> okay. And, uh, we have new cast members to replace Eva Marie in Total Divas. Yes, I do care about that one. Do we care? And oh, wait. So, are, that, so now, so now everybody watches Total Divas now, huh? Well, I think I will. Because Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax are going to be on Total Divas this season. Uh, if you follow their Instagramification and the Twitter machine, uh, you'll see that they definitely interact with each other um, and show up in each other's videos. So to see um, Nia was a big part of Breaking Ground. Yep. In that, you know, she's not like most girls, as I so I've heard. <laughs> case you ha- case you haven't heard, <laughs> I haven't heard that. <laughs> So it would be interesting to see her outside of it. Do you think heels should be on Total Divas, though? They were. Lana, uh, Eva Marie. Um, I don't think Eva Marie was a heel. She was just misunderstood. Natalia. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I, I I've actually never seen a single episode of Total Divas. <laughs> um, oh my god. Last, um, <laughs> I, I've, I've never seen one. Um, I mean, I but, no, but doesn't it doesn't change the question? The question is, do you think Hills should be on Total Divas? And yes, because of the reason the revival said how they say Hills shouldn't take pictures with people, something like that. Right. I forget exactly his comments, but it made total sense. And and agree, like you're still people. <laughs> Regardless, well, Jericho said a similar thing where it's like I don't want to have merch and stuff like that because. I'm a heel. You shouldn't be liking me. You shouldn't be buying my stuff. So, so that, that, that totally makes sense. But yeah, uh, Jackson Bliss, the Total Divas. Is there anybody that you would have rather have seen than them? I really can't think of anybody. Uh, not at this point. Yeah. Not yeah, at this pretty point. much. So that was Do We Care? Okay. It's a lot that we don't care about this week. <laughs> So anyway, I guess we're wrapping up the show. Uh, Sellers, you have any closing remarks before we get out of here? Yeah, definitely. Um, even though it's a lot of wrestling going on this weekend, it's a lot of outside organizations that need support this weekend. Um, one big for, for us at the BGB group, uh, the Pancreatic Cancer Walk will be in the Freedom Square of Washington, D.C., right off Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, it's going to be a nice walk to honor those who are still fighting the cancer and those that have uh, lost the battle on Earth but are winning uh, in the afterlife that we make sure that we just support all those members who are being affected by it. If you can come out to Washington, D.C., um, even though it's too late to register, still just come out to support the cause. Um, this, to, this, to make sure a, you get... There's other supporting uh, cities, too. So, you know, if... if um, take your time. 
do you research uh, find out when your local um purple tribe walk will be held in your city uh baltimore i think will be in like a month from here so do we really want to walk through baltimore well, well if it's around a lap around the harbor i'm perfectly fine <laughs> but anything else i'm out of there okay. <laughs> I, not even i wouldn't even when they had the nascar race out there i was like nah i'm good <laughs> I'm not, I, no oh, that was that was fun <laughs> um also i believe that there's a um um e um whew, why, why is the name slipping off the tongue of my uh my mouth um the tongue of your mouth tongue of my mouth yes the uh crabby wow. you're funny uh Say it. there's a lgbt -T community uh yep. Walk, pride I believe. Walk. Yeah, yep, yep, the pride. pride. There we go. Pride. That's what I'm looking for. Pride, pride walk yep. also happening this week, too. So um, a lot of things for you to get into in the local DMV area. So make sure you just take some time to su support some other uh terrible events as well. Absolutely. Um John and then of course there is um yeah, there is there's definitely uh level four wrestling. You know, yeah, if you getting at that the first time that I've I've seen uh you have an opportunity to control uh, the shape the show. Um, we all want to see good wrestling. We hope that we to see good wrestling, but now you have a hand in it. So I would definitely say for 10 bucks, uh, go vote. Go vote with your wallet. Uh, go vote with the, um, with the placards that they're going to give you at the show. Life is like a box of chocolate at the Annandale Volunteer Fire Department in Annandale, Virginia on uh, Columbia Pike. Uh, you know, help change and shape the wrestling promotion that you want to see so bgb will be, be there. a very interesting comment we'll be there so come out at us uh let us know what you what you're feeling um midway through the show whenever you get a chance uh there, there's there's breaks and there'll be a breaks between uh the two shows so come chat with yep. us let us know what you uh liked and didn't like we'll make sure we'll get over to mike um but yeah other than that um thanks for tuning in we'll be back again next week at our normal time at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time uh, with another weekly episode of the Big Go Boat Wrestling Podcast. So for Two Chains, Giant Crab, and Silly Sellers himself, we'll catch you guys next week. And if you're in our town this week, we'll catch you Saturday. <laughs>